Persons listening to this show should experience varying degrees of euphoria and might radiate a warm glow of truth from their entire being. This phenomenon sometimes lasts hours after a typical brain massage. If you are listening with another Lights On listener and they begin to glow, don't be concerned. This is a phenomenon normally associated with Pastor Scheidbach's patented brain massage technique and merely means the truth has set them free. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello, I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor of the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Santa Maria, California, and your brain masseur. Get ready for your brain massage. It's time for Israel to finish Hamas. And while they're at it, they might uh, take care of Iran, too. Let's just get this done. The bureaucratic deep state are foot soldiers for the autocratic fascist state. Biden's game. They've taken away the people's right of consent, stolen the vote, they are constantly passing laws that make it a crime to defend yourself, taking away the people's right of self-defense. And the FCC just lately made a huge move to take away the people's right to know. What's this? Thanksgiving Day coming up, and here's a picture of an American soldier holding a communist flag, welcoming one of Mao's dictators, Xi Jinping, as he walks into the White House with Biden practically arm in arm. Meanwhile, the CCP invasion of our borders continues under the protection of the Biden administration. And meanwhile, the real solution to all of this nonsense going on uh, and the number one fear of the Democrats uh, with their focus in the, the entire campaign on uh, stopping this one man, their existential threat. Uh, Trump's lawyers filed for dismissal on the grounds of a mistrial accusing the judge of gross bias and prejudice in his rulings. And if you've been following that trial, well, all you can say is, well, of course. I mean, what, what, else, could the, what, what else could the attorneys do for Trump? Uh, that guy was so biased, it was so obvious to anyway. God on our side. The conservative-leaning House has chastised the U.S. Army into submission to we the people and reverse the evil Biden COVID-19 vax requirement for soldiers. Well, thank God for that. The fair and transparent 2020 election narrative continues to crumble. And all around the world, the people are shaking off their lethargy and taking their power from socialist despots. Spain now, a massive anti-socialist demonstration breaks out. It's been going on for 14 days, covering all over Spain and concentrated there in the streets of Madrid. God on our side. Okay, my friends, it's time for your brain massage. Truth. Served here, flavored by delectable wit, delicious sarcasm, succulent sagacity, a gourmet meal for the mind. My friends, it's just time to finish this. I mean, finish Hamas, be done with it already? And, and while they're at it, step over there into Iran and let's take care of that crowd too. And Hezbollah, let's just get it all done. The sword of civil justice was placed in the hands of mankind after the flood. You read about that in Genesis 9, 17. You know, before the flood, God prohibited man from exercising capital punishment. But after the flood, he implemented it. An interesting insight there we don't have time to go into, but in Genesis 9, 17, it says, Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. And by the way, the reason our Bible, the King James Version, translates Exodus 20, verse 13, kill, and not with the word murder, is because, this is very interesting, listen to this. It's because, you see, this is God's command. It is clarified in other places that execution of a criminal for a capital offense is not a violation of this law. 
Nor is accidental homicide, by the way. It's not considered killing in violation of the law, nor the killing of an enemy in a just war. But in each of these circumstances, the individual acting alone is not taking it upon himself to take another life. In the cases where killing is justified, it is always an act of God via the sword that he has ordained for that purpose. And the point is, thou shalt not kill, says, at no point and in no way is it ever justifiable to take divine vengeance into one's own power and prerogative outside of a warrant from God. You know, acting as a uh, independent agent of divine righteousness, that kind of thing. Executing wrath upon evildoers is one thing. Acting independently as a vigilante, presuming to be God in the execution of his wrath, is presumptuous and itself murder. Now listen carefully. You see, thou shalt not kill means thou shalt not kill. You don't decide who lives or dies. In accidental homicide, you did not take the life, though a life was lost. But even in war, this is why it had to be translated kill here. Even in war, if a murderer wantonly kills another in personal rage, that's murder. Even if the killing was done in the course of war. When Fauci ordered the use of a drug he knows kills people and actively forbids the use of medicine he knows would save them, or use his influence to recommend against that blah, 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 quit playing little dodge games here. He's committing an act of murder. He is taking it on himself to decide treatment protocols when he, when he does not know the individual cases. Furthermore, he and his cohorts in the government medical establishment are by design keeping from the people their right to be fully informed and to give fully informed consent, which is our right. Every person who died as a result is an act of democide, government acting independently of divine warrant and killing people. You see why it had to be translated kill? My point is just because the government does it does not absolve individuals acting under cover of Romans 13 from the charge of murder. No one has the right to kill without divine warrant. So, hey, Fauci, thou. Hey, Pelosi, thou. Newsom, thou. Biden, thou. Shalt not kill. And you can't hide behind Romans 13 and think you'll get away with it. You can't use the government to kill people without divine warrant. There are circumstances in which killing is justified and cases where it is not. It is never justified unless there is a divine warrant behind the act, and self-defense is a divine warrant. No person acting on his own has the divine warrant to kill. It is actually very profound that our translators had such incredible depth of Bible knowledge and amazing sensitivity to the Hebrew language and its nuances when translated. And you see, the Jews understood that even if you kill someone, it might not legally be defined as murder. But if you do it without divine warrant, you are guilty of violating this law of God. For Hamas to send 2,500 missiles into Israel intentionally killing innocent men, women, and children, that's murder, friend, right? That's a violation of thou shalt not kill. For Israel to respond with justice against these murderers in an action that is clearly under divine warrant, well, if in the execution of that divine warrant, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man, that's the warrant. When every reasonable effort is made to avoid killing innocents, in the event some die, these are accidental deaths, and so their death is not chargeable. In truth, actually, every innocent killed in the execution of justice under a divine warrant is attributable to the criminal act that triggered the judgment. Anyway, I need to wrap this first segment. Look, 
The radicalized jihadi-headed Muslims believe they have a divine mandate to kill the Jewish people. Allah, Hamas in Gaza and Hezbollah in southern Lebanon and the uh, Shiites in, in, in Iran. The, the so-called Palestinians have accepted the Hamas. They provide shelter for them. They act as a shield to protect them. Anyone remaining in Gaza after they were duly warned Israel was coming with the sword of divine justice to execute wrath against evildoers under divine warrant, well, they are a willing accomplice in the acts of murder perpetrated by those they are protecting. Now, that includes the murder of the 40 babies. Uh, you know, let the so-called Palestinians come out from the darkness of their tormentors, even at the risk of their own deaths. Why should we allow them to remain protectors for the murderers of Israel's innocence? You see, because for Israel not to move in and to execute the divine warrant leaves their people at risk. Come on. What happens if you attempt to interfere with the execution of a warrant? Well, you know what happens. Those charged with executing the warrant turn their attention to you. If Hamas takes innocents captives and occasions the deaths of innocents in that way, who killed them? Hamas killed them. If no effort is made to avoid killing the innocents, then in that case, Israel is guilty of killing without warrant. If every effort is made to avoid it, Hamas killed them in a violent act of murder. In the same way, they cut the heads off those little babies, those little Jewish babies. At the bottom line, my friend, the reason Hezbollah and Hamas and the Iranian Shiites, the reason they kill Jews, they do it at will and do it without conscience. The reason you hear them say things like, I'll not cry for one Jewish baby that is killed. No sympathy from me. I'm going to rejoice at every Jewish baby that's killed, like those clowns in New York that had a party pop the cork on the day they voted to allow mothers to, and doctors to kill the babies right up to the moment of birth. The same spirit, same crowd. No wonder they support Hamas. They get the same bloodlust. The reason they go into a home, find a little girl hiding under a table and shoot her. The reason they stand in the street and randomly shoot Jews in their cars. The reason they see an unarmed daddy and his two sons running for shelter and throw a grenade at them. And that explodes and kills the father. The kids somehow survive that run for cover under the smoke of the, of the, of the explosion. It's just enough to break your heart. Yeah, you read about it right here. I've got the links, all of my notes. I document all this stuff. It's all right here. The reason is very straightforward, my friend. You understand that their mission is to kill Jews. That's what it's about. They are Jews. That's it. That's all the justification they need. You're a Jew, you die. That's it. They believe they have a mandate from their God, whom they call Allah, to kill Jews. Period. The crime for which they must die is this. They are Jews. That's it. The reason they, they make up this nonsense about Jews keeping them in an open-air prison, it's all a ridiculous lie. Everybody who's been to Gaza and knows anything about Gaza knows those people were free except whatever oppression Hamas puts on them. Really, look at this Gaza describing Gaza before the attack on October 7th. Here, linked in my notes. It's beautiful. The people are obviously free. And, and there was not one single Jew there. You couldn't find one. You're more, you're more likely to find a Jew in Gaza than, than you are to find a, a, little, a little crumb of bread in a corner somewhere in a Jewish mama's home. They make up this stuff to get stupid college kids in America in the streets opposing American intervention on the side of Israel and pressuring America, the, uh, that, that coward in the White House, to, to pressure Israel to seize fire. But he can't do it. He hasn't got any influence or any power, really. Uh, but make no mistake, my friend, it is a religious war. This is a religious war between gods. It's a war between Allah and Jehovah. And it goes all the way back to when Joshua led the army of Israel across Jordan and into Canaan. And that, my friend, was a holy war. 
The God of Abraham said, these people are so wicked. That is the Canaanites at that time. They're so wicked. I'm going to remove them from their land and I'm going to give it to you. But you better watch out because you follow their way of living. The same thing's going to happen to you. Well, you got the story there. God gets to do that sort of thing. God owns it. It's his. Joshua led God's army into Canaan to serve the divine warrant. They executed the warrant, but unfortunately, they didn't get the job done. So we're still dealing with it. Well, anyway, it's time to get the job done with regard to these people that are jihad-headed worshipers of Allah who think that they are under a divine mandate to kill every Jew. It's nonsense. We're done with it. I'm sick and tired of this. Israel is for peace. They are. But when she speaks Hamas, they are for war. Every single time, every single time they attack first. And it's because they think the land is theirs. Well, God gave it to Israel. Deal with it. This is a battle of the gods. The God of Allah and the God of Israel. It's about which God has the power over the land. Well, I'm here to tell you God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the only God with the prerogative to decide who gets title and right to the land. Allah has no say here. Allah has no power here. No authority in this matter. Not at all. May the greater God prevail. And he will. That's where we are these days, friends. We're back to that kind of thing. How about that? What a, what a strange paradigm shift we've, we've watched take place. So-called Palestinians insist they have a divine warrant to kill Jews in the name of Allah. But it is the Jewish people that are acting on a divine warrant. Genesis 9:17 is the warrant for Israel. And America had better get behind her totally. Because Israel is executing a divine warrant against Hamas. You don't want to be on the wrong side of that. So let those who call themselves Palestinians take notice. Get out of the way. We're done with Hamas using you as a shield to hide behind while they go on and on and on in their mission to kill Jews. Done with it. I faced this spirit before once in Russia. I think we were in Moscow. It might have been small. No, it was, it was Moscow. I stood on a balcony looking down on a parade going on in the streets below. I asked my interpreter, what was, a, what was this about? He said, oh, these are communists protesting the breakup of the Soviet Union. Is that like 1992 or something? I said, oh, then they must be glad for their newfound freedom since the wall came down. So now they can protest out in public. And he laughed. As I stood on the ledge to get a better view, some protesters, uh, some of the communists down there saw me and began to gather, point at me, talk. They were screaming something at me in Russian after a little bit. And I asked my translator, what, what in the world's going on here? What are they saying? He did not want to tell me. I insisted. He explained, they, they think you're a Jew. I was surprised. I asked why. He said, well, it's the way you're dressed. Now, I wore an overcoat and a tweed hat and a scarf and so on. And I didn't know I was in Jewish costume. I told him he laughed. I said, but what are they saying? He didn't want to tell me. But when I insisted, he told me, well, they're, they're cussing at you in Russia. And they're speaking about killing you because you're a hated Jew. I climbed back up on the ledge and I waved at them, called them to me. And I had my translator ready. And I said, you translate this truly or I'll fire you. And I'll not pay your wages for the day. Of course, I, was, I, I would pay him, but you know, I was just telling him. And I, I hollered as loud as I could, it's good to be a Jew. <laughs> well, he translated it, apparently, because that crowd sure, sure got upset. Oh, mercy. I mean, they were just fit to be tied, as they say. Something happened, their spirit turned, uh, and they, they walked away, uh, gesturing toward me obscenely. A translator finished his day, told his boss that uh, you need to get someone else to go with Jerry here because, uh, you know, I want to be able to go home to my family at the end of the day. <laughs> Strange, just being a Jew is all that was necessary to inspire such outrageous hatred from people who were total strangers to me and to whom I was a total stranger. That doesn't matter when you're an anti-Semite. Yeah, doesn't matter when you're a Jew hater. And under the power and influence of that one who hates, who hates Israel. And that is the God of this world, Satan.
Hold on to the break, my friends. I'll be right back. Satan wants you to believe the world belongs to him and that you, Christian, have no say and no place in it. But the secret is out. Jesus is king and all mankind are his subjects. Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the earth. Learn how to claim the earth for Jesus Christ. Get God's war. Why Christians should rule the world. Go to GodsWar2020.com. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor at the White House, your brain masseur, and Paul Revere's lantern lighter. Lighting the lamps in the church belfry arch, singling the enemies on the march, an enemy that would steal from us our liberties. They're working at it hard every day, my friend. The bureaucratic deep state are the foot soldiers for the autocratic fascist state. The violent usurpers, you know, the ones that take the kingdom by force. They've taken away the people's right of consent, stolen the vote. They are constantly passing laws to make it a crime to defend yourself by infringing on our divine right to keep and bear arms, taking away the people's right of self-defense. And the FCC just made a huge move now to take away the people's right to know, bringing the Internet under government control in order to ensure everyone has access to it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right, right. Most of the FCC regulators are unelected dictators stealing away our liberties behind their Chevron badge. So what do I mean by that? Well, in U.S. law, there's this ruling by the court that's referred to as the Chevron deference. It's also called the Chevron doctrine. My notes go into it here with links. Essentially, it allows regulating agency bureaucrats to make laws at will so long as they are reasonably close interpretations or applications of laws duly passed by our legislative process. Ideally, bureaucrats don't make law. Well, of course, and that's news to many of us because it appears that's exactly what they do, especially with regard to environmental issues. You know, only the legislature can create laws. The president can't, but does with executive orders. The judiciary can't, but does by judicial activism, by judicial fiat. And the uh, the bureaucrats can't, but they do it all the time. And you know why each of these gets away with it? Because the legislature allows them to. They won't act. You see, the dirty little secret is our legislature can and should intervene in any such case by clarifying the law when any of these yahoos usurp their responsibility, but they don't do it many times. Now, you get a good conservative legislature going on. This will happen from time to time. But you, you want to know why it doesn't, even sometimes with a, with, a, with a conservative legislature? Well, beyond laziness, which is certainly a factor in many cases. The bottom line is this. They avoid it because they agree with it, but they know if they go on record supporting it, they're going to get clobbered at the polls in the next election. So many of these yahoos rule contrary to the will of the people. The legislature is complicit in allowing presidents the judiciary, and the bureaucracy to pass oppressive laws onto us without our representatives. That's what happened with abortion. The cowards in the legislature did not want to take an open stand on the issue for fear of alienating their voters or fearing the backlash they would get from certain segments within their constituency. All they ever had to do is what the court, at the time that law was passed, 73, said that needed to be done. If the legislature ever passed a law defining when life began, then the issue of abortion would be settled. But they never did and never would. Instead, they used abortion as a political football to play little games and raise money. Anyway, the FCC has been toying with a policy that would supposedly ensure net neutrality, pretending to be all about protecting free speech. 
the idea was to make certain everyone had access to the internet. So the plan the FCC voted on recently allows them to take over the internet in order to make certain access is neutral. Government control of the internet. That fixes the problem we had in 2020? Really? So the government taking control over access to the internet just in time for 2024? How convenient. Think about it. This will make government control over information spread on the internet so much easier than it was when they needed to cover it all up, you know, cover up Biden's laptop revelations or when they needed to coordinate messaging on COVID-19 and the vaccines and that business. You know, all that stuff that is a vital national security interest. Right. Back then, they had to sneak about in secret making deals with the big tech companies. They got caught, but it wasn't because they had an open hand about it. They were sneaks. They're sneaks. Cheats. Thieves. But now it will be all out in the open. Everyone's going to know the government regulates access to the Internet. So three of the five FCC commissioners voted to implement 200 pages of new restrictions. It extends from the decision to bring big government together with big tech. So the taxpayer, you see, watch this, pays for the expansion of big tech infrastructure in the name of making sure everybody has access to the Internet. So big tech gets to lock their lips around the taxpayer's teat and suck it dry in exchange for giving big government control over access to the Internet and control over what is disseminated over the Internet. Control, friend, it's a trade-off, profit on the side of the business, control on the side of government, a perfect marriage, just like Nazi Germany. This way, the internet providers like Comcast get to dip their hands into the bottomless pockets of government, you know, who has the power to tax, 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 and print, 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 and then tax some more, all while keeping private ownership of the profits generated from the infrastructure paid for by the taxpayer. Get a load of this mess. We're getting ripped off on both sides. And the government gets to say, well, since the people are paying for it, we are going to control who has access to it in the name of the people to protect them from disinformation. And of course, they'll decide what disinformation is. While the company side of it goes ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. There's an entire section providing for FCC to, quote, censor, control, and regulate internet service providers based on vague laws around equity, end quote. In the name of, quote, preventing digital discrimination, the FCC will have the power to control nearly every aspect of internet infrastructure. Uh, since, after all, we bought it, right? We, we, the people, bought it. But they, the bureaucrats, run it. Think about it. And this power is triggered by whatever notions the FCC has about wokeism and service to the secular gods of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, it's a war of the gods. They will weigh issues based on disparate outcomes, which essentially means all internet infrastructure must produce perfect equity or face the wrath of the people, really? You know, meaning the wrath of the bureaucrats wielding the power at the FCC who are answerable to the politicians that control their purse strings. Yeah. So, my friends, unelected officials will convene and deliberate on regulations to integrate the latest progressive notions about race and gender and guns and vaccines. And, well, you see where all of this is going. At least one FCC commissioner is opposing all of this. Bless his heart. He warns this gives the FCC power to control every aspect of broadband infrastructure. All of this to bring the Internet under government control. And, oh, how doesn't that just fix everything? If only the government controls it, then it's going to work well. 
It's part of the Biden election plan for 2024. That's what it is, friend. I'm not kidding. It gives the FCC total control over Internet without having to bother with company CEOs. Ranking member Ted Cruz, Republican Texas of the United States Senate Commerce Committee, along with 27 other senators, got together to urge the Federal Communications Commission to withdraw its preliminary proposal regarding digital discrimination. I've got a copy of the letter that was written by this group to FCC Chairwoman Rosen uh, Warsel. But I'll read a little bit of it. Your draft order, which largely follows a Biden administration diktat. Diktat. Now, that's a a very technical word, but it's a diktat. It's a summary decision handed down by, uh, by a dictator who has vanquished his enemy. It's an authoritative settlement imposed upon a defeated party. The American Heritage Dictionary, the English language. Fifth edition, by the way. And then from Enemy Online, this word was coined in 1933 from its use by Hitler and his regime. And it's taken from the Latin dictatum or dictate. Senator Cruz chooses his words in documents like this very carefully. And I think he chose this one well, don't you? A Biden diktat. So back to the letter. Your order, which largely follows a Biden administration diktat, will create crippling uncertainty for the United States broadband industry, chill broadband investment, and undermine Congress's objective of promoting broadband access to to all Americans. We urge you to adhere to the will of Congress. And I've got it here in my notes. Well, this letter is all fine and good, but my friend, now that the FCC has thumbed its collective nose at you, uh, Senator Cruz, and the rest of the 27 senators who got together on this, what are you going to do? You see, the legislature is going to have to act to defend the free flow of information on the internet and to guarantee access to that information to the general public. Congress must step up to this. So the question is, will they actually do something? Well, you you do everything you can to get away from communist Comcast. That's what you can do. Did you know that Comcast uh, bought NBC um, Universal, which also I think includes MSNBC and others? I wonder what others they own. I need to look it up. Now, get this. It was recently confirmed that Comcast does not, quote, supervise the accuracy, quality, or journalistic integrity of the company's news outlets, end quote. Whereas Comcast, quote, news media holdings make a regular habit of labeling as conspiracy theory or fake news, things that later turn out to be true, like the information on Hunter Biden's laptop that implicates the president, while on the other hand, asserting as true things that later turn out to be conspiracy theories, like the Russian collusion bit, all documented here in my notes, ditto the COVID-19 originating in a Wuhan lab, uh, right, as a conspiracy theory. Remember that one? where they called Senator Tom Cotton a liar because he suggested this should be looked into, uh, calling him a buffoon and a racist. Yeah, this is Comcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Comcast, whom I think is manipulating their service to drive us forward in submission to the FCC regulation scheme. You know why? They want to lock their greedy lips on the taxpayer teeth, friend. Keep control of internet profits in trade for allowing the government to control internet content. It's in an article linked to my notes. Read it here. Uh, maybe we should, you know, maybe uh, go with an American company, you know, like Starlink, uh, Elon, you're right, anybody? It's more expensive, about 20 bucks a month or something like that. But you won't be dealing with communists trying to get latched onto the public nipple. So your tax dollars will fund their infrastructure development while then they turn around and own it. Yeah, that's it, baby. That's the new game in town for big business. Push all your infrastructure costs onto the taxpayer while you maintain private ownership of the profits. The trade-off is totally acceptable for traitors to the people's right to know because all government wants is control of public access to information on the internet. And all the big business guy wants is control the profit. 
You need to get away from the communist capitalists, you know, commie caps. They're the worst. Traitors. Betraying the American people with a kiss. A kiss of death to liberty. Anyway, come on out to the lighthouse for our Thanksgiving Day message, Sunday and Thanksgiving Eve on Wednesday night. And Sunday night, I'm going to preach a message, God on our side. You'll love it. My friend, I have lit the lamps in the Church Belfry Arch. You call and let me know you see they're on. Dial 1-805-314-2114. Leave a message for me on our listener response hotline. Or email me by going to our website, brainmassage.net. That's brainmassage.net. Find the Contact Us button. Send me an email. Until we meet, my friend, God bless you. God bless America. God save this country. And I look forward to seeing you in church. They're back. That devilish manufactured disease. And they're already talking about forcing us to strap those dirty face diapers on our faces. If you believe in informed consent, here is the book that will help you. Let My People Breathe. Unmasking the Mask Controversy with Science and Scripture by medical professional Sarah Green, certified physician assistant, and theologian Dr. Jerry Scheidbach. Available wherever you buy your books. Your next brain massage is scheduled for Saturday at 12 noon and Sunday at 7 a.m. Go to godswar2020.com.